where we talk about all the unique challenges of the 21st century African-American woman. But not only do we mm-hmm. talk about them, we offer solutions. So I am super excited about my guest tonight. She is a gospel recording artist, award winner, mom, wife, first lady, radio host. Y'all know, y'all know how we do. We do it all and we do it well. So thank you so much, Miss Erica Campbell, for saying yes to being on the Tanya Barnett Show. It is my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Awesome. So we're going to jump right in. Um, You were on Black Love in September, and we got an opportunity to see behind the scenes and really get introduced to you and your husband um, up close and personal. Can you tell us um, what you wanted people to take away from um, the episodes that you guys were in? Um, that love is possible, that love take work, takes work, that you can recover and le- legitimately be happily um, married, not, you know, staying married just because of the kids and the bills and there's too much to separate or, you know, the cheaper to keeper type vibes, literally staying together because you want to stay together and you want to make love and you want to stick with your commitments. Like we said, for better or for worse, we committed before God that we would be together till death was part. I said that and I meant that. So um, I want people to understand that that is really possible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I think that's really key um, because I've had women say to me, and I don't know if you saw me and my husband, we were episode three, the uh, episode about accountability here in season two. And um, I had an emotional affair um, for over a year. My husband found out via social media Um, and the backlash (laughs) from that was, um, wow, I can't believe your husband stayed with you. And I mean, just craziness. My husband and I committed like you said, our vows and making this thing work. And, um, you know, why, why do you think in today's society people can't grasp that, say, for instance, you and your husband, me and my husband, we decided to work through our challenges. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that's so hard for people? Now, now I'm a believer, so I have to take this approach. Anything that is a God principle that makes us stronger or better, I believe the enemy wants to attack it. So anything that is love or forgiveness or patient or long suffering, the world, the the world system tells you that that's wrong. That means you're weak. I know some people who have been able to forgive and they're so much stronger than a person that just gives up that has, because if you, if you give up, that means you have no friend because every, every friend, every aspect, family of your life, somebody's going to do something that may hurt your heart. 
And if you never forgive anybody, then you just have new friends your whole life. And I pride myself on having friends that I've had since I was a kid, you know, and mm-hmm. a lot of times with our spouses, we're so afraid of the pain that we don't realize that sometimes they go hand in hand because of miscommunication or the, a number of things that could happen mm-hmm. in a relationship that cause us to, you know, step outside of the boundaries of our love relationships. And they just don't understand forgiveness or the beauty of it. They don't think it's possible and they don't want to do the work that it takes. Mm. Forgiveness takes work. You have to tell yourself, I'm not playing those mental games. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going round and round. I'm not going to remind him or remind myself. Wow. Wow. That is so good. And that's what I say also that forgiveness is kind of like, you know, when, when we stand before, you know, God and we, you know, we receive Jesus Christ, our personal savior, and we, you know, we come to him, our sins are forgiven. God doesn't say, you know, two years from now, you remember when back in 1998, Mm -hmm. he forgives and we should too. And the benefits that come with that are just endless and amazing. Like I literally look at my husband and go, I really love you. I'm not tripping off of that at all. But then as a a woman, we have to remember sometimes the things that led up to that. So with me and me and my husband's journey of overcoming, we start asking ourselves why. There was something that I said to my husband when we first got married married, that was so damaging to him. It was comparing him to somebody else that I had been with. I had no idea that that hurt him. I had no idea that he carried that and didn't know how to say that. Do I come, you know what I mean? And I, mm-hmm. I think that's what we as women go through trying to overdo and all these surgeries that people, you're trying to keep up with a porn star, trying to keep up with somebody that's got millions of dollars to cut and, you know, doctor up on their body and you don't measure up. But when you just let yourself be and let yourself love and be honest and realize that what you have together is much better than what you would have apart. Um, you don't, you don't get the benefit of the beauty of what love does. Like you, you can't tell me that when I look at Ruby D and Ozzy Davis before they left here, that they didn't go through something. I met her in an elevator, her and him in an elevator. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, what do, you, what do you do when you want to walk away? She said, Oh baby, you just walk in the other room, take a deep breath. Can you come back? Wow. That was it. Wow. Sometimes we just step away, breathe, reassess. Remember why we fell in love in the first place and go, wow. this is a reason. This is wow. That is so good. I, my aunt Pearl said this at my uncle's 80th birthday and, and she left, she's gone to be with the Lord. But she, you know, people asked her, how do y'all stay married for so long? And she said, you know what? She said, I go and give him a dry kiss. I tell him yes. I love him and I keep it moving. <laughs> yes. Like, I, I cook breakfast for my husband. People always kind of side eye me like, oh girl, she's doing too much. When, when I see this man, when I say I need something or I have to tell him I need something, it shows up at my house. He heard me say I liked it. That means we're in each other's minds and thoughts. And what is she thinking? Mm. What does she want? And you good. You know, if I'm gone too many hours of the day, he doesn't get mad that I didn't call him or I'm gone. He calls to say, okay, have a good time. I'll see you when, we, when you get back. Like he never puts that pressure on me. I never put that pressure on him because we don't hang out with friends all the time. But if you don't have a good relationship and you're not friends and they're hanging out with their friends and you call them and they're laughing and kiki and you know, y'all ain't laugh, mm. you're going to get jealous. Right. You're going to get right. jealous. I'm jealous. I'm literally jealous of your friends when you are friends. It's a, it's a different freedom. And so um, 
I, I just wish that more couples understood the power of laughing and forgiveness and being friends and communicating and speaking from your heart and even talking about the stuff. Mm. That is so good. That is so good. And so that, that kind of leads to my next question, Erica, um, because you had, I remember you had um, said to Warren that, you know, you guys had some, some things coming up and you were like, I just want to connect with you. I want to, you know, make sure we keep that connection. Yeah. And, you know, he kind of gave you kind of the side eye, but you know, y'all agreed that y'all were going to do your love check-in. So what advice would you give to a wife who is in that place? Like you said, jealous of his friends or he has a life. What would you suggest to her? To because what I try to tell the ladies that I work with is if you do self work, then you don't have mm-hmm. to be mad at your husband <laughs> because he's yes. Like, yes, yes, do self work. Um, the stuff that sorry, helicopter, I'm in LA to get over some personally. Okay, no problem. <laughs> Learn to become with become his friend, and I think me and him always started out as friends, and mm-hmm. at one point we were more friends than lovers, and so I think everybody has their work to do because we were so much friends he was like oh she cool and a lot of times I wasn't and because I so did not want to be a nag I wouldn't say that I wasn't okay with certain things um but now I love second I'm being honest you know babe you've been working really late and we haven't gone out or done anything or you know you just come in you shower you go to sleep we get kids mm-hmm. in the morning and we go about our day we haven't done anything together you know we talk about bills who's taking the kids where they're going mm-hmm. okay what's the name of the day? church what's happening in the church what's happening with the okay what the employees what we're doing but just heart to heart that's what a love check in is heart to heart how do you feel what do you like even stuff as small as babe i don't like that new haircut wow babe, i don't like that weave with your hair down to your ankles it just i don't <laughs> i don't want to feel like i got a stripper at my house because i would tell my <laughs> husband and y'all don't judge me i'm like i do i need to know some like whole tricks so i make sure that we good he was like right. i didn't marry a hoe and i don't want to go to sleep with one right i want to go to sleep with my sexy wonderful wife who knows how to please me and touches me in ways that no right. outside side chick could ever touch me mm. you helping and some so marriages that, right now wow that's good <laughs> that you know that insecurity that comparison especially if your husband you know got a pass and we all have sexual inventory that's what i call it Mm-hmm. We got sexual inventory and we haven't dealt with it. You know, we just let it dormant in the, at the wrong time. Those thoughts come up in your mind and at the wrong time, you know, when you want to talk to somebody or call your phone because you haven't been clear mm. about where to start. We leave too many doors open yeah. because it's comfortable. You know, well, it's just somebody to talk to. Oh, well, it's just, we even slept together, but you're connected. Right. That's what we do as women. And sometimes right. men do it if they don't realize it. When they right. start getting mad because they want to talk to that friend, red lights all over the place. Right, right. And, and that's what happened for me. You know, my, my needs weren't being met, but I was looking for it from my husband as opposed to, number mm-hmm. one, being secure in myself. And then also, you know, God showed me through all that that I needed my validation through God, not through my husband. Yeah. And so yeah. that's what allowed a guy to come in and start saying those sweet nothings and great things about me. Innocent. But I yeah. liked it so much that it drew me in. And then drawing yeah. into him, it drew me away from my husband. Yes. Yes. Because you go where the sweet stuff is. Mm-hmm. The sweet stuff got to be home. Right. Right. You got to create that sweet stuff. You know? So that leads to... That make smile and laugh and giggle when you're not even with them. Right. Like I told my husband, I said, I want to be so in love. I want to be walking down a random aisle in the grocery store and think about you and giggle. <laughs> I love it. I love I it. You know, 
That is so cool. And that, and you guys talked about sexting as well in marriage. I like the way y'all said in marriage. And so, (laughs) and and that's something I tell women too. It's okay. You can, you can send your husband a sexy text. It is okay. I think a lot of times, and women have, we've been so dogmatic, you know, keep your legs closed, keep your legs closed, keep your legs closed. But then when you get married, now you're, you know, they're struggling with having sex with their husband or being sexy or. Yes. Absolutely. I, you know, I talk about that all the time. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. Marriage night. They usually talk to their friend that's promiscuous or their gay friend, or they never use a godly woman or a, a wonderfully married woman who has a healthy sex relationship. I mean, even married women do it. Who would bring it? Strippers or, you know, like, why? Right. Why can't we you know, let them know that, dang, they married and they getting it and enjoying it. You know what I'm saying? It's not boring. It's not Hey, we we make people think that people who are not married have better sex than married people. I don't have to get up and run and go nowhere. I don't have to wonder if you're going to call me back. Right. You know what I mean? I know mm-hmm. my money is with your money. We're building legacy and love and all of that mixed in. You know what I mean? We're having children that we know the mama and the daddy is going to be there. That's so much more beautiful than a one hit a quitter. You know what I'm saying? I love it. And the more we're bold and more um, outspoken about the beauty of our relationship, people go, oh, I want to get married. I want that. Right. Not, I want to get married so people will think somebody wants me. People want marriage because they want people to think, oh, look, somebody wants me. But you don't even like yourself. Wow. You forced him to get married because you gave him an ultimatum. So that real thing, that real desire ain't even there. But it's okay. My mom said what you feel on day one of marriage is not what you feel on day five. You I'm not that's right. And more and more. And a lot of people think that all the feelings are supposed to be right here when I start dating. And that's just not true. Right, right. You got to give yourself time to grow into that loving relationship. I remember I was maybe four years into dating and my mom said, oh, you want to secure five years of a beautiful relationship and you ain't even had five years yet. Live it out. Something's going to be up, something's going to be down. He's going to get on your nerves. He's going to say something stupid. Wow. You know what I mean? He's known his mama longer than he's known you. That don't mean that you won't have a great relationship. Because a lot of these people that we call, a lot of these men who are going, oh, he a mama's boy. Of course he loves his mama. He's known her longer than he's known you. And you walk away from a good guy really because of fear. That's competition and fear. He's going to love her more. Oh, he's got a good career. He's too committed. He's going to love that more. It's really fear. And perfect love casts out all fear. fear. Perfect love. Perfect love that includes God in it. So Erica, I, I wanted to, to pivot just a little bit because you, um, you touched on quite a few things and I'm telling you, ladies, if you're listening to this, you need to be taking notes, press rewind, listen to this again. Um, cause you're going to get free today. You and your husband talked about mom and dad guilt. Um, and so I thought that was very interesting that even, you know, Erica Campbell <laughs> has dealt with mom guilt. And you talked about how you missed Woozy's, um, you know, first steps. And I'm kind of dealing with that a little bit now. My oldest daughter is 26 and um, she's in the military. So she, she lives in Houston. We're in D.C. And I'm having mom guilt because she just had a baby and I want to be there. So what would yeah. you say to, you know, moms who are, you know, trying to be the best mom they can be, but having these mom guilt moments where they're missing things? Like her baby's three months now. Um, I'm actually mm-hmm. going out of Houston to be with them because her childcare fell through. But even now, like today, I'm like, Jesus, you know, I feel bad. I'm like, I'm letting her down because I'm here and I can't help her. And, you know, all those things. What would you say to a mom who's dealing with mom guilt, whether she has a little one or an adult child? You feel guilt when you actually have done something wrong. 
you've not done something wrong. You've not done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a part of the enemy's um, plan to make us feel guilty. Mm-hmm. We are not superwoman. We, we're super rich. You know, God has given us supernatural strength and energy and intuition and love to love our families. But you can't do everything. My mom, because I would come back in town and try to take my kids to Disneyland and go to a restaurant and, and then cook a full meal the next day. <laughs> and my mom said, do you remember doing something every single day? I said, no. She said, well, why do you do that? I said, well, I just want them to know I love them. She said, do you know that I love you? She said, yeah. I said, yeah. She said, did you have a party every single year of your birthday? I said, no. I said, wow. oh. Set yourself free. And then we compete and compare with other mamas. Because our kids are on, so, oh, look at their birthday party. So now you feel like you got to compete. Back in the day, the birthday parties was a cake, balloons, and hot dogs, and, and a water hose sometimes. And we would have a blow. Right, playing in the backyard. <laughs> in the backyard. <laughs> um, but, you know, for all Christmas first few parties, we were all in the backyard. But then, as that thing started happening, you got to get a DJ, and you got to have a candy bar, and you got to have a photo booth, and you got to have a, a little, a, you know, a, a little, uh, a, a, what is it, the little, uh, what's the little, train ride you got, oh, <laughs> oh, and a jumper and a chef right. and a face painter i'm going lord jesus right. let me set myself free because then i don't want to set that wrong thinking in my kids mind mm, that's good we can learn to enjoy one or two things that's why the kids have add now because we have add because we feel so bad for our work we're doing so much and that's good that we're doing so much i would suggest planning taking your time, make sure that you spend intentional time loving your kids. I don't care if that's 10 extra minutes at night before you go to bed, when you put mm. them to bed, ask them how they're doing, ask them how they feel, what they want, what's their plan for their life. You know, sometimes we're so busy telling them stuff. We don't ask them. We need to talk to our kids, especially with suicide rates going up and right. cutters and the negative things at school. They need to feel mm. so important and valued and loved at home though. They need to feel that love. That wow. doesn't mean it's, expensive shoes and expensive clothes and that takes time to teach them because they will think that's love but as they hit those real emotional bumps in their life a pair of shoes won't take away the pain of a friend who told them that they aren't anything you know Mm. what i mean a new pair of jeans won't take away the hurt of a broken heart at 13 but that confidence that you build in them that's where you build your confidence so if you can't get to her call your friend facetime your friend let her know that you love her you know what I mean? And as soon as you can get there and then sleep good at night. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If it's a young girl and they're by themselves and, you know, nobody's there, then I understand their need. But if there's a mother and a father in a community there where she is, mm. okay. you, can get, you, can, you can get there when you get there, you know? Right. I, I love my friends because my friends never put that pressure on me. Now, they want mm. me there. Now, sometimes they go, now, dog on the air, put me on the schedule. <laughs> and I'll go, okay. You know how I am. Something will come up, some meeting, some event, and I can't make it. But sometimes I have to go, I'm not taking anything on this day because my little niece has a graduation or a party or or something. So when you're intentional about the love that you give, you don't have to feel bad when you don't get a chance to do everything. Wow. Woo. You are helping us today. Wow. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you All this comes from my village. (laughs) All this is information and wisdom from my girls, my friends who had to talk me off a ledge Mm. at one o'clock in the morning because I was driving around in the bathrobe crying. And go first, now go home because you sound crazy in the bathrobe in your car. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, everybody needs good girlfriends. Everybody needs good girlfriends. 
I went to my girlfriend's house. She's a therapist and I, she lived next door. And I went over there, I rang her door like at three o'clock in the morning. I was on her sofa, girl. She was giving me services at three o'clock in the morning. Yes. <laughs> and then she yes. home and talked to her husband, <laughs> wake Don up, y'all need to talk, you know. So you need that tribe. You need that tribe. That is so good. So that kind of segues into my next question for you. When Warren went into his surgery, you made a statement. You said it's not easy being strong. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? You know, we tell ourselves, I'm not scared. I'm not sad. I'm not crying. Well, some of us, some of us overcry, and then some <laughs> of us don't cry at all. I just think you need a healthy balance of strength and tears. Mm. And acknowledgement, give, give yourself a path to feel how you feel. But if that feeling will take you down, then you have to regulate it through God's confidence and not mm. yours. I had to trust that God was going to take care of my husband. Right. Unfortunately for me, I grew up in a church where I saw God heal people of cancer all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. coming in with the IV in their arm, coming in in the hospital gown and really just watching God heal their bodies because mm-hmm. of the faith and the power of prayer. So I, I just, I, I, I believe that I should confess that over my husband. And that's what I did. Wow. That's beautiful. I just began to confess healing over his body. I didn't let nobody call me crying. I didn't let nobody call me. Oh, girl, what you going to do? Plan the funeral. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Right. God didn't promise me and husband. Right. Whatever this is, I'll fight this. And I promise that was my first feeling. And even when I was tempted to have others, that was my feeling. Wow. That is so good. That is so good. Well, ladies, I hope you are enjoying this interview with um, none other than radio host of the uh, the Erica Campbell show and <laughs> star of We Are the Campbells with her husband, Warren. We got Krista Woozy and baby girl. Um, thank you so much Erica, yes. for being a part of this um, question. I'm going to focus on you. What do you do for self-care? Because you're a busy mom, busy wife, mm-hmm. um, entrepreneur. What do you do for self-care? This is going to be one thing I do, but I go to the spa and I okay. go to the grocery grocery store. I, wow! I love the grocery store. I love um, getting the produce and picking meals. Oh, we should have this. Oh, my kids need it. Like it just it brings me joy. I don't take anybody with me, and sometimes I go late. And usually I go for two things and have biggest grocery basket if you're a fan. Like. <laughs> <laughs> from um, We Are the Campbells with. What, what, what is your one hope or, or prayer that you want for um, moms and wives as they watch We Are the Campbells? That all things are possible for them to believe. What do you believe? Mm-hmm. Do you believe you can have a good relationship with your teenager? Do you believe that you and your husband can be blissfully in love? Do you believe that you can all your needs that you don't have financial issues? Do you believe that you can actually love your in-laws? Mm-hmm. You know, you have to I want them to see that we are in love. All right. Well, thank you so much, Erica. I appreciate you so much. And um, we'll be tuned in on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so very much, Tanya. Have a good day. Okay. You too. Bye-bye.
Hey, ladies. So we had an opportunity to listen to, and I had an opportunity to interview none other than Erica Campbell here on the Tanya Barnett Show. I hope that you are um, blessed by the message. I hope that you are blessed by you know, everything that she shared with us today. I think it is fantastic. Make sure you share this out with your family, your friends, your girlfriends. Um, I just think it's really important that we see that someone like Erica Campbell with her stature and all her success that she has, she still is a mom. She still is a wife. She still hurts. She, she has hope. She has dreams. But she also has a relationship with God, and she really poured that into us today. So I am so very, very grateful and thankful for Miss Erica Campbell for being my guest here on the Tanya Barnett Show. I will talk to you all later. It's the Tanya Barnett Show. Get your life right.